you can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. A good Friday morning to you. Astonishing new images coming out of Turkey and Syria this morning. Somehow survivors still being found in the quake zone. It is February 10th. This is today. Remarkable rescues. More people pulled alive from the rubble overnight as the round-the-clock operation enters day five and the death toll soars over 20,000. Turkey's president labeling the quake the disaster of the century. Where they're live with the American teams now helping in the hardest hit areas. Breaking overnight, former Vice President Mike Pence subpoenaed in the special counsel investigation into his former boss, Donald Trump. Will he cooperate and what his testimony could mean? Spy games, new images of the debris recovered from that downed Chinese balloon. This morning, what the FBI is now learning about the technology being carried by that aircraft. And the president defends his decision to wait to shoot it down. This thing was gigantic. What happened if it came down and hit a school? A live report from Washington just ahead. New lawsuit, Alec Baldwin sued by the parents and sister of the cinematographer he fatally shot on the Rust set as the actor gets set to face a judge on criminal charges in the coming weeks. We'll have the very latest. Those stories plus sharing is not caring. Netflix's password crackdown moves one step closer to reality today. Just ahead, the company's new message to tens of millions of users voicing concern and confusion over the new rules. And Super Bowl weekend, the countdown enters the home stretch with a star-studded celebration. What's up? Welcome to the NFL Honors! Including a joyful appearance by DeMar Hamlin. Alive and living, DeMar Hamlin! While the Eagles, the Chiefs, and fans everywhere gear up for the biggest game of the year today, Friday, February 10th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Today. It is Friday morning. Hoda must be getting a jump start on Super Bowl weekend. I think she is. She's somewhere in front of a big screen TV with her snacks, She's getting ready. Getting ready to pull for those Chiefs, probably. <laughs> Eagles. Uh, NFL honors, of course. Last night, it was so great to see Patrick Mahomes win another MVP. Uh, we're going to get you all ready for the big game. In fact, here's a live look at State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona, the big game unfolding on Sunday. Yeah, come up. We are going to have highlights from last night's emotional NFL honors show. We're also going to preview the game with two legends, Sunday Night Football's Mike Tirico and the official mom of Super Bowl 57, Donna Kelsey's here that's coming up in a little bit. But we do want to start overseas once again and get the very latest on a historic earthquake in Turkey and Syria, despite the many challenges that lie ahead, some incredible stories of survival continue to emerge. We have seen incredible rescues, crews locating and freeing more people just overnight. NBC's Matt Bradley was right there for one of them and brings us the story this morning. Matt, good morning to you. 
Good morning, Savannah. So I'm actually in one of the Americans' main operations tents. Now, as you can see, there's actually two uh, tents here. This is the Fairfax County, Virginia side, and over here is Los Angeles County. Now, both of these search and rescue operations, they're coming together, they're working tirelessly out in the field, and both teams are hoping that they're going to be finding people alive. Today, Turkish rescue workers still making miracles. More survivors rescued after being trapped for almost a hundred hours. Including, incredibly, a 10-day-old baby and his mother. As shivering Turks and Syrians awake from their fourth freezing night. The twin earthquakes left hundreds of thousands homeless. Now, they're sleeping rough in cars, makeshift shelters, and on the streets. The World Health Organization now warning of a secondary disaster from cold and disease. More than 50 countries pledging aid to help the disaster's victims, including the U.S. So Americans just got here. They're from Fairfax County in Virginia. They're looking for someone who might be alive, and they're using a dog. This is actually the first time that I've seen a dog being used in a search here in Turkey. I've been here for three days. This is Vader, as in Darth Vader. What are you guys expecting to see here? We're going to uh, run the dog over to look for anybody that's still possibly alive. Yeah. I guess they had uh, actually verbal communication with somebody last night. Vader gets a positive hit, the scent of a survivor. It's very well trained, knows what to look for. Uh, and if it responds to the trainer, then uh, the handler rather, then they know that there, there is a possible proof of life. Uh, and so they'll mark that down as a, as a positive hit. And the dog can distinguish between a dead body and a living person. Yeah, that's right. With signs of a survivor, the USAID team calls in reinforcements. What they're doing right now is actually putting out um, a listening device that will help them hear underneath the rubble to see if they can hear anything uh, from, from anybody who might be down there. It's going to be hard with all this. Right? It will be very difficult. I mean, it's a chaotic situation. And then we witness the impossible. Turkish rescue workers managed to recover a living victim. This is extraordinary. You can see what looks like a middle-aged man being pulled out of this wreckage. He survived underneath this for three and a half days. An ordinary man who's accomplished an extraordinary feat of endurance simply by surviving. And guys, so this is the whole encampment, and this is all under the direction of the USAID and the State Department. And I'll just show you around. This is the command center we were just in there. These are the LA County sleeping quarters. These are the medical tents. And this is where the folks from Fairfax County, Virginia sleep. Guys? So good to see Americans among those coming in and offering their help. Matt, thank you for bringing us that story. And we move now to Washington and an aggressive move by the special counsel investigating former President Trump, who has now issued a subpoena to former Vice President Mike Pence. NBC's senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson joins us with the details. Hallie, good morning. So let's start right there. Sure. That is a pretty aggressive move. This special counsel is looking into January 6th as well as the documents case. But it seems this has to do with the January 6th piece of the investigation. You're exactly right, Savannah. And yes, you're right when you call it aggressive. It is the highest profile move we have seen so far from the special counsel on this investigation into the push by former President Trump to try to overturn the legitimate results of the election. Now, presumably, investigators want to hear about conversations that Mike Pence had with his then boss in the days leading up to and on the attack. It is not clear at this point whether Mike Pence will comply with that subpoena or not. There's also going to be a question almost certainly about executive privilege on this front. As you said, a source familiar is telling us that this is about the January 6th investigation and not that parallel investigation 
attention into Mr. Trump's handling of classified documents. Savannah. Let's talk about President Biden. He's doing the roadshow out selling his State of the Union speech and policies and has been doing some interviews, too, one of which yeah. he comes very close to talking about 2024 and whether or not he'll run. Uh, what more can you tell us? Well, headline, like no formal announcement, right? So people are still kind of waiting to see, is he going to say it or not? But in this exclusive interview you're talking about with our Telemundo colleague, Julio Vaquero, President Biden says he's just not quite ready to make that decision. He did this interview in the backyard of the two Florida men who were also either running for the Republican nomination or considering a run. He was asked about former President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Here's what President Biden said. Would there be a difference running against Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis? I have no idea. I mean, it's no, I'm a, serious. I have no idea. But um, I guess my question is, because you talk a lot about how divided the country is and how you want to unite it, which is which is true. But I do wonder if you think there would be a difference between running against one or the other candidate in terms of polarization. No, I don't think so, because I think that uh, they have a similar modus operandi, the similar way in which they they work. Um, but I, I really don't know. I've never decided to run or not run based on who the opponent will be. Okay. This is coming as there's this new Monmouth poll out showing Governor DeSantis in a head-to-head matchup leading Mr. Trump by 13%. Huge caveat on that, Savannah. It's February 2023. We're still way, way, way early to be looking at numbers. All right, Hallie, thank you very much. Meanwhile, efforts to recover the remnants of that Chinese spy balloon shot down off the South Carolina coast continue this morning. Also this morning, we're getting a better idea of the type of equipment it had on board. NBC's chief foreign affairs correspondent, Andrea Mitchell, has the very latest. Andrea, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. Well, a senior U.S. official tells NBC News, if you combined all the parts that have been found so far, it would be about the size of a small car. The FBI is using sonar technology underwater, but still has not found the payload. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, even after classified briefings, lawmakers want more answers. As military and FBI teams continue to scour the water off South Carolina, U.S. officials say they've gleaned significant intelligence from that suspected Chinese spy balloon. The balloon, as tall as a 20-story building, was carrying a payload as large as a regional jet. Before shooting it out of the sky, NBC News has learned, American U-2 surveillance planes circling the balloon managed to capture high-res images of the technology on board. They include multiple antennas that a senior State Department official describes as capable of collecting signals intelligence from cell phones or radio frequencies. That runs counter to China's claim it was just a weather balloon. China's irresponsible actions were uh, visible to us, but also to the world. Uh, And China, as a result, has uh, a lot to answer for. On Capitol Hill, lawmakers outraged over the balloon flying over their states. As an Alaskan... I am so angry. Quite frankly, I'll just tell you, I I don't want a damn balloon going across the United States. Several senators arguing the takedown should have happened more quickly. The Biden administration had a chance to shoot it down over Alaska, and they chose to let it spy all across America. End of story. But military officials say shooting it down near Alaska, where the seas are significantly deeper and colder, would have made recovery efforts more difficult and dangerous. In an interview with Telemundo, President Biden defending the decision to wait. I said I wanted to shot down as soon as possible. And they were worried about the damage that could be done even in a big state like Montana. This thing was gigantic. What happened if it came down and hit a school? The president also saying the balloon was not a major security breach. The total amount of uh, 
intelligence gathering that's going on by every country around the world is overwhelming. It's totally, it's a violation of international law. It's our airspace. And once it comes in our airspace, we can do what we want with it. This morning, China's foreign ministry said that the Chinese military will continue to refuse taking calls from the Pentagon because of what China is calling America's irresponsible response to the balloon incident. A defense official telling the Senate Thursday that that breakdown of communications is truly dangerous because it could lead to serious miscalculation between the two militaries. Craig? Our chief foreign affairs correspondent, Andrew Mitchell, for us. Andrew, thank you. Also this morning, there are new developments tied to that fatal shooting on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie, Rust. Already charged with criminal case of involuntary manslaughter, the actor is now facing a new civil lawsuit, this one from the Ukrainian family of the cinematographer who was killed. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin is here with more on this. Aaron, good morning. Savannah, good morning. A lot of legal maneuvering going on at once. This new wrongful death lawsuit is being filed in California on behalf of Helena Hutchins' parents and sister, but it's relying on New Mexico law that allows close family members to be compensated in some cases. And it comes as the criminal case against Alec Baldwin approaches its first act. Alec Baldwin, just weeks from his first scheduled court appearance in the 2021 accidental shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins now being sued by her family in Ukraine, along with the others behind the production of Rust. When Helena was taken away by Baldwin and the Rust producers, they delivered a wound that will last forever. A gaping wound that never really heals. Baldwin and Rust were previously sued by Helena's husband, Matthew Hutchins. Hutchins saying through an attorney that he doesn't believe any other family members have a claim in California or New Mexico. And then he wasn't aware her family was filing the suit until the day it was announced. Hutchins sat down with Hoda after the 64-year-old Baldwin spoke to ABC. I just felt so angry to see him talk about her death so publicly in such a detailed way, and then to not accept any responsibility after having just described killing her. Hutchins' lawsuit was later settled. Helena's parents and sisters say they are also entitled to damages for their loss, which took place before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Baldwin and his attorneys declined to comment on the lawsuit. Meanwhile, the actor is preparing to fight the criminal charges against him filing a demand for a speedy trial and a motion to disqualify special prosecutor Andrea Reeve because she's also a state legislator. The district attorney calling it a tactic to distract from the fact that Helena Hutchins died because of gross negligence and a reckless disregard for safety. While he's no longer speaking publicly about the case, Baldwin has been posting to social media, along with wife Hilaria, who recently thanked her friends. You are helping us to be stronger parents and partners during this unimaginable time, stemming from such heartbreaking tragedy. Baldwin and armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed are also facing a weapons enhancement charge, which could add five years to a sentence if either is found guilty. Lawyers for Gutierrez-Reed called that charge a clear violation of the Constitution because it wasn't on the books when the incident happened. The DA says its office is actively reviewing applicable laws. All right, Aaron, thank you very much. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, meanwhile, a top Southwest Airlines executive he was in the hot seat on Capitol Hill yesterday. He was answering questions about the airline's holiday meltdown that left almost 17,000 flights canceled. You'll remember that. 
Andrew Watterson, the company's COO, apologized for the disruption that affected more than 2 million passengers. He also told lawmakers they are working to make things right. Let me be clear. We messed up. I want to sincerely and humbly apologize to those impacted by the disruption. It caused a tremendous amount of anguish, inconvenience, and missed opportunities for our customers and our employees. Watterson went on to promise a range of measures to prevent a repeat, including updates to scheduling software that are slated to go into effect today. All right, quarter after, let's get our first check of the weekend forecast. Al, what you got? Here we go. Well, we are talking about a lot of wet weather down through the southeast as the system starts to develop. We're looking for this afternoon the risk of some severe weather from Savannah down to Ocala, out to Panama City, isolated tornado possible. More of a risk tomorrow, especially the central part of the uh, the Florida Peninsula. A few tornadoes are possible, but the hail risk very low. This system is going to slide into the Florida panhandle later today. Rain and storms for much of the southeastern coast. Tomorrow, that rain becomes heavier. Moving up into the Carolinas, we're going to be looking at high rainfall rates, so possibility of flooding. Then a mix of rain and snow back as far east, or I should say as far west as parts of the Carolinas, the western Carolinas, and on into Virginia. So the heaviest rain is going to be down through the southeast. Some places picking up two to four inches of rain, but generally about uh, two to three inches from Wilmington down to Jacksonville. And some light snow, upper parts of uh, the New York state region on into New England. We are looking, though, for some heavier snow in the mountains of the Carolinas. And that's your latest weather, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Al. Still ahead, the crackdown on password sharing by Netflix. It is picking up steam, where strict new rules are taking effect today and what it might mean for your streaming habits. Also, everything you need to know with Super Bowl 57, now just two short days away. We've got Jacob Sobroff standing by at the stadium there in Glendale, Arizona. And two very special guests are ready to break down the game. (laughs) Who will tell it better? We've got Mama Kelsey, Donna Kelsey right there, whose two boys are in the Super Bowl. And Tariko, whose orientation might be slightly off this morning. But it's he, early. He's it's got his early. game face on, too. Fun to talk to both of them. But first, this is today on NBC. <laughs> that was funny. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Low Bills. Number three. 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 Wow. 
Amazing. What a moment. That was last night's NFL honors. Damar Hamlin taking center stage to thunderous applause. Of course, surrounded by the Bills and Bengals medical staffs and doctors who cared for him in Cincinnati. Hard to have a dry eye when you see that scene. And Chanel joins us now. Good her morning. Eagles what was that, only six, add. seven weeks ago? I yeah. know. Not that long Remarkable ago. Story on so many amazing. Levels. Yeah. Nice shirt. Good morning. Nice Go shirt. Eagles. Uh, that event, by the way, last night kicked off the countdown to Super Bowl 57, kicked it into overdrive. The world now gearing up to watch the Chiefs and Eagles battle it out for football's ultimate prize. All right, we've got everything you need to know this morning, including conversation with NBC Sports' Mike Tirico and the mom everyone will be watching on Sunday, Donna Kelsey. She can't lose on Sunday, but let's get started with NBC's Jacob Sobaroff. He's at the stadium in Glendale for us. Hi, Jacob. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. What's up, you guys? It was not hard to see from that video. It was an extraordinarily moving night at NFL Honors as the players and the fans all reflected on the most meaningful moments from last season and ahead to this weekend's Super Bowl. Overnight at NFL Honors, the league naming its MVP a familiar face to football fans. The Chiefs superstar QB, Patrick Mahomes, scoring his second Most Valuable Player award. My teammates. I would never be standing here today without y'all. The night also reflecting on the harrowing minutes following DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest. The bill safety taking the stage with the medical team that saved his life. My vision was about playing in the NFL, but God's plan was to have a purpose greater than any game in this world. The ceremony emceed by Kelly Clarkson the first woman to host the event. I just want to shout out some of the amazing women shaping the NFL, the sportscasters, y'all give it up, the officials, the coaches, the executives, and of course, the woman who single-handedly made this year's Super Bowl even possible, Donna Kelsey and her ovaries, yeah! It all comes as excitement for Super Bowl weekend spikes including mounting anticipation for Rihanna's return. The singer giving fans their first preview of her long-awaited halftime performance. So you're trying to cram 17 years of work into 13 <laughs> minutes, so it's, it's difficult. It's Rihanna's first live production in five years, and the first since becoming a new mom. When you become a mom, there's something that just happens where you feel like you could take on the world. And meanwhile, the desert is heating up with fans of all ages testing their football skills at the NFL experience. And even I had to get in on the action with a little help from a very big man. My guy. What's up, man? Former offensive lineman Andrew Whitworth gave me tips on how to run drills like the pros. You want to have those feet in the ground and make sure you get there with a little power. Before it was my turn to attempt a tackle. Humiliation is my middle name. Let's do this. Fast feet, fast hands. Let's go. Get down low. Get through the bag. Oh, oh let's go. Oh. <laughs> that hurt. And that is my the man. NFL experience, baby. Uh, humiliation is my middle name, as I said, guys. Let's just, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I am not expecting an invitation to back up any of those players in this year or any other Super Bowl, for that matter. Guys. <laughs> but you were a good sport, Jacob, and that counts for a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> also with us from Arizona this morning to help us look ahead to Sunday, we've got Mike Tirico from NBC Sports and Super Bowl 57's favorite mom, Donna Kelsey. Good morning to both of you. Okay, Mike, stand by because we've got to talk to Mama Kelsey. Donna, how are you feeling? What advice <laughs> you, have you given to the boys? How, how, how are you feeling in this moment? Well, they're a little busy this week. They're a little focused on the game and some media. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's just it's been a surreal week and it's just been really exciting. 
Donna, I hear you have a, a very uh, fair uh, diplomatic uh, jacket that you're <laughs> that you're going to be rocking on on Sunday. Can yes. You, can you tell us about the attire? Yeah, um, I have a split jersey. Uh, well, it's really a. Um, I do have a split jersey, and I also have a jean jacket that's split. One is for the Chiefs, the other one's for the Eagles, and uh, there it is. And um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be wearing that. I've got shoes, one Chiefs, one Eagles, and uh, this is the jersey I'll be wearing. So. I love it. It's I so cool, it. custom made for you that jacket, I might add. Yeah. So yeah. I know you brought some. One of a kind. You brought some cookies for for your sons, and then you I shared did. your recipe. Did they both get the same kind of cookies, or was that like? Eagles cookies, yes. cheese cookies, or what'd you do? Yeah, they're they're basically chocolate chip with a little twist from me, and I had some notes on top. I'm sure Jason probably doesn't even know that there was a card in there, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but Travis will probably read it, so Aww. it'll be good. Just a little note to let him know to leave it all out there. Uh, Donna, you really have become one of our, our favorite people um, at, at participating in the Super Bowl this year, and here's the thing. It's not just going to be a party at the Kelsey House. I read it's going to be a party in the winning city as well because you've teamed up with Bud Light now. Is this right? Correct. Correct. The program is called Bring Home the Bud Light. And I'm so excited to see which one of my sons is going to win the Lombardi Trophy. Um, so there's no better way to celebrate. We all know that than having Bud Light at the parade. And beer is on Bud Light at the Winning Cities Parade. So that's pretty exciting. Oh, my gosh. Who's having a better Super Bowl than Donna Kelsey? I just, we love it. We're we're Uh, thinking of you. What a wonderful moment for you and your family. Mrs. Kelsey, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Donna. Thanks. Mr. Tarico, let's bring you into this conversation, Uh, sir. So, I mean, listen, Mike, we've talked about this a little bit. On paper, this should be a fantastic matchup. The number one team from the NFC, number one team from the AFC, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. What are you expecting on Sunday, Mike? I don't know. Let's bring Donna back. She's the best, isn't she? It's great. A, a win for a win for every sports mom out there. Congratulations, Mrs. Kelsey. I see where the boys get their personality from, too. By the way, you know, I think when it comes to the game, to be very clear and honest about it, it is the offensive line, not Jason Kelsey for Philadelphia, but Kansas City. Can they give Patrick Mahomes now the two-time MVP in his six years in the league? Can they give Patrick Mahomes enough time? to make plays. He is as magical as any player in the league with a little bit of extra time. The Eagles' defensive front is ferocious. They're terrific. To me, that's where the key to the game lies. Okay, we thought you were going to say centers and tight ends because Mrs. Kelsey is listening, (laughs) that they were the key to the game. But in terms of these two teams, I mean, both are veterans, but Mahomes has been there recently. This is Jalen Hurts' first Super Bowl. What kind of difference does that make when you're talking about the big game that brings this extra pressure? Savannah, I think a ton. You talk to every player, every coach who's been a part of the Super Bowl, even broadcasters. They'll talk about that whole buildup, about 40 minutes from when you come out of the tunnel for the start of the game until you actually get the game kicked off. And then the long halftime show, while we're all watching Rihanna, uh, famously last year, the kicker for the Bengals, Evan McPherson, came out and watched the halftime show (laughs) during the Super Bowl. The point I bring it up is it takes patience. And having been through it and experienced it, I think players know how to handle it. Mahomes, third time in four years, several of the Chiefs as well. It'll be new for Jalen Hurts, but he's handled everything with great aplomb. I think that's why there's such a small point spread, and it's hard to really pick a clear-cut favorite. 
in this game. Well, we're going to ask you to do it nonetheless. Uh, to, to that to that <laughs> end, you mentioned the spread. I think it was one and a half points in favor of the Eagles last time I checked, Mike. What say you? You've you've covered a lot of these yeah. games. You've, We've been friends a long time, Mike. You've covered these teams for many, many years, Mike Tirico. Yeah. Your expert well, analysis. If Mike Tirico <laughs> was a betting man, which he is not, yes. where of would course. Mike Tirico put his money? I, I always follow your heart, right? And I'd love to see Andy Reid win a second Super Bowl. Yeah, Tariqo. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, that, that matters a lot, Craig. It, it's really going to influence the game. I'm sorry, Savannah. It's okay. Philly will have plenty of time. Uh, you'll get over it. I'm sure this pick will rub it in my too. face Monday if it's wrong. Chanel, I apologize to you as well. What? All of our friends watching in Philadelphia. Yeah, I just want to see Andy, who's been 24 consecutive years as a coach in the Mrs. league, win a second Super Bowl. I thought you were going to borrow Mrs. Kelsey's officially neutral Switzerland jersey. Mrs. Kelsey, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, I just leave it up to the experts. There you go. She's so diplomatic. She's mastered it. Oh, thank you. Thank you especially, Mike. I'm in shock. Tariko put his finger Sorry. on the scale. The man's an expert. He's wow. a butterfly expert. He is. We'll remember this moment. We will. Thank, Thank you, you everybody. Most importantly, enjoy Thanks. the game. Enjoy the game. All right. Sure. Thank you. Oh, that's fun. By the way, the fact that Donna Kelsey is now a Bud Light pitcher, that's just... Uh, i just getting started. Of yes. course, Super Bowl celebration just getting started here on a Friday morning. More commercial sneak peeks, the snacks, the beer, all still ahead here. All the things. All right, but first, next. Netflix taking a new step this morning in its password sharing crackdown. Stephanie Gosk is covering that for us. Hey, Chanel, we've been talking a lot about this crackdown. It hasn't happened yet in the U.S., but this morning there are a handful of countries, including Canada, that are facing some new rules. We'll have all the details coming up after the break. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. We are back, 744, Consumer Confidential. This morning, Netflix taking the next step, and it's much talked about crackdown on password sharing. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here with some details. A lot of anxious people this morning, Steph. Yeah, there are, Craig. Good morning. For anyone with a sister across the country, parents, friends, and whoever else using their Netflix passwords, those days are coming to an end. The crackdown first rolled out in Latin America last March is inching closer to the U.S. This morning, our neighbors to the north in Canada have some new rules on Netflix. For Netflix, shared passwords to watch shows like Wednesday means lost money. And now the company is cracking down. 
This morning in Canada, Spain, Portugal, and New Zealand, the Netflix password free-for-all is officially over. Subscribers now have to declare a primary location for an account. Outside users can be added, but for a price. In Canada, it's $7.99. The number of outside users allowed will depend on the subscription. Two for premium, one for standard. Basic won't be able to add any outside users. Netflix has not specified what the changes will be in the U.S., only saying they will go into effect in March. The company also saying its customers in these countries will still be able to easily watch Netflix on their personal devices or log into a new TV, like a hotel or holiday rental. But Netflix has not said how it will be able to tell the difference between someone using their account while traveling and a shared password. It's also unclear what the penalty will be for breaking the rules. Some Netflix users not happy with the change, including Maria Walker. All right, Maria, come clean. Whose Netflix password are you using? Whose Netflix am I not using? I'm using, I have like two different accounts right now. One is my boyfriend's best friend's mom's account. The other is my... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Your boyfriend's best friend's, best friend's mom's yes. account? Yes. Yep. The move comes as the streaming wars are heating up. Customers can now choose between a wide range of services and subscription options. Netflix began the year announcing its first drop in subscribers ever. But after launching a new basic plan with ads, the company outperformed expectations, adding more than 7.5 million new subscribers. Netflix is very confident in its content being so great that they're going to be able to convert people who haven't been paying to start to pay. Right now, Netflix doesn't have your subscription. Will they get your subscription? No. No. (laughs) Not what Netflix wants to hear. They say it estimates, the company says that they estimate that there are roughly 100 million households sharing accounts. That means less money to develop shows. And as for your profile, if you're someone using someone else's account, Netflix says your profile can be transferred to a new paid subscription so you won't lose your show history. Ah. In case people are worried. So they're like, come in. Get right yeah. with the law. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Keep your, your profile and your exactly. binge history. Exactly. Like a forgiveness clause. Okay. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Steph. Thank you, Steph. Mr. Roker, whose forecast is always free. Well, we try, of course. That's helping you whenever we can. New York City right now, we've tied a record. 58 degrees right now. Uh, it going up to 62. That's 16 degrees above average. Boston, you're going to be 24 degrees warmer than you should be this time of year. 60. Several records expected. Nashville, you're going to have a high of 55. Alexandria, 62. Tomorrow, Look at this warmth. Milwaukee, 39 degrees. Uh, Dodge City, 57. Rapid City, 12 degrees above average at 50. And it's going to stay mild into next week. Cleveland, by Tuesday, you're at 48 degrees. 50s in uh, Cincinnati, Chicago, Washington, D.C. Temperatures into the 40, into the 50s. In fact, right now, the cherry blossoms are starting to bud in Washington, D.C. We'll see what that's going to mean for you. The rest of the country, record highs in the mid-Atlantic states. Heavy rain down to the southeast. Sunny and mild out west. And that is your latest weather. Thank you. Stella Stella had this morning. Valentine's Day can be one of the most romantic days of the year, but also one of the most expensive. So how can you celebrate without breaking your budget? We're going to give you some creative ideas that coming up. Um, But first, these messages. You can make a card for your your 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.